If you are new, my name is John, and I am blessed to serve as the pastor here. I want to invite you to find your way to Proverbs chapter number three. Proverbs chapter three. And uh, I, I, uh, as I was uh, thinking, how many of you got everything you wanted for Christmas? All right, we got one kid who's still excited about it. I'm going to ask that again. Let's ask the kids, because we have a family worship today. Kids, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Okay, kids, did you not get everything you wanted for Christmas? <laughs> that kid's got a deep voice. Sure, that's a big kid. Uh, appreciate all the kids being in here today. If you uh, normally, uh, either every Sunday or on a schedule, some of you are once a month, normally or at some point help in kids' ministry, would you stand? All of you that serve in kids' ministry, we have monthly rotation, we have weekly teachers that are committed every Sunday to be in there. Can we give them a hand? Thank you. All right, you, you can be seated. Uh, uh, it's your opportunity to sit with the adults today, so that's great. We're glad that you are with us, and I know some of them that are in there every week serving with kids, they take this Sunday to be out of church, like to be home and to rest, and so we're thankful uh, for that today as, as well. God is good, and all the time, I, I hope you believe that, and I'm excited for the new year. Who's excited for the new year? Who's ready to kick 2023 to the curb? I will say, uh, it's a new season of life for me the last few years, as uh, now my, my kids are old enough to get me presents I want. That's great. You know, we've moved from the tie stage to the new shoes stage, right? Yeah, yeah. So appreciate that. Uh, much more use out of this than a tie. So thank, thank the Lord some things have changed, right? So in 2023, as we close out this year, it's a unique year as 53 Sundays. You know, we started 2023, January 1st, in here together. How many of you were here the very first Sunday, the very first day of the year? 2023, all right? Very good, and you're back. You've bookend 2023 in church. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. It's kind of unique and, and very rare, but um, we had the theme of 2023 of one. Luke 15, four, we were praying for one. Like some of you had, uh, if you remember, the display is right in the back. We're gonna keep it up this year because this year in 2023, we've had more people saved than in many years that I can think of. So we can praise the Lord for that, right? In fact, as I was just kind of processing and remembering like some of the big events, whether that was Friend Day or Next Man Up or even just the last few months, we've had multiple Sundays where 10 or 12 people have raised their hand in the sanctuary. You know, we've had over 100 people raise their hand or stand in the sanctuary and say, I've given my life to Christ this year. Isn't that amazing? Praise the Lord for that. And so many of you have put if you remember the white ping pong ball in that display case back there and you wrote a name on it, you've been praying for that one. And, and the truth is, the, the ping pong balls that I put in there, I put a few of them in there, there's still a few of them that, that I have not had the opportunity to see them get saved. And so I wanna keep praying for them. And I love watching even some of our Hallmark kids, they'll come in on a Sunday morning, they grab one of those green ping pong balls that represent that you had a gospel conversation with someone and they 
Sometimes they're so small, their parents are picking them up and they put the green ball in there. And, and don't we want to, as much as we can, have gospel conversations, invite people to find and follow Jesus. So, but this year, 2024, our theme is, is trust. So hopefully you received one of these cards when you came in today. If not, they're right on the connection desk out there. And, and so the next few weeks in January, we're going to be preaching through our core values. But what we want to challenge you this, this year is to trust. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. There's also a little devotional book out there. If there's, I think there's still some left out there in the foyer. If you want to pick one of these up, it's free. And it's going to start tomorrow, right? Day one, we're going to do 31 days of trusting the Lord. Some great Bible stories in this about men and women who just trusted God with everything. And so uh, we're going to invite you to, to set your phone alarm for 3.56 every day. My phone alarm is already set. And for you to think as your alarm goes off every day at 3.56, some of you, maybe 3.56, your workday shutting down. Some of you, it's like, oh, I got to pick up the kids or I've been in line for an hour waiting to pick up my kids. Um, but it's an opportunity for you just to, to pray. And I would say if, if we every day this year at 3.56 as an individual, as a church, would pray, Lord, help me trust in you. Help me lean out on my own understanding. God, today in this moment, would, would you help me acknowledge you in all my ways? Lord, help me to see you in everything and Lord, as I do that, would you, would you direct my steps? Would you direct my paths? What a great prayer for us to pray every single day. I would encourage you, before you can pray that every day, you might want to memorize Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 to trust. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, let's, let's read that. We're going to read the first 12 verses of Proverbs 3, and what you're going to notice, and, and I'll if you're like me, it's easier if someone tells you what to look for, and, and so I'm going to tell you what to look for. There's, in the first 12 verses of Proverbs 3, Solomon, King Solomon, the wisest king ever, is writing to his son, and he's giving him some basic instructions of life, right? General instructions in life. And so in the first 12 verses, you're going to see six couplets, right? So the, the odd verses, like 1, 3, 5, and so on, are going to be commands, and then the even verses that follow up the command are going to be blessings of God. Right? So what, what Solomon wants us to understand, what he wanted his son to understand is that when we walk in obedience and faithfulness and trust to the Lord, on the other side of obedience is blessing. On the other side of faithfulness is blessing. And so let's, let's read through this this morning. Proverbs 3, verse number 1. My son... Do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. And what I've written out for us this morning is just a short, in each one of these commands, I've written like just a, a short statement to help summarize what, what Solomon is, is teaching us. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. So simple, walk in obedience. God wants us to walk in obedience. And guess what? It will take trust. If we walk in obedience, verse 2, the length, for length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. There's the blessing. Verse number 3, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. 
write them on the table of your, the tablet of your heart. And I think there's several things we could pull out of this, but the, the one takeaway for me in this verse is that we should walk in love or we should walk in kindness. And the truth is, sometimes that takes trust, doesn't it? Because there's some, never mind. It's hard to be kind, right? Be kind, rewind. Verse four, though, the blessing, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God. And man, it's the blessing on the other side of walking in kindness. And the entire chapter, and really probably the entire book of Proverbs, the hinge on which it all swings on is verse number five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Verse seven, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, depart from evil. And again, I think there's multiple applications here, but the one I, I kind of pull from verse seven is walk in humility. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be a proudful person. Walk in humility. And yes, sometimes that may take trust. Verse eight, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Verse number nine, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Walk in generosity. The blessing, verse 10. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. I love that thought. Walk in generosity. Verse 11, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord nor detest his correction for whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as a father, the son in whom he delights. So what's the takeaway? Verse 11, I wrote down, walk in repentance. To walk in repentance, because when the Lord disciplines us, the way for the discipline to stop is to repent. Turn back to God and to continue, as verse 1 says, to walk in obedience. Trust. Now, as we think about this idea of trust, the first thing we have to realize and point out, look at verse number five again. Okay, it says, trust in the, what's the next word? All right, let's do that again. Trust in the, right, so when we know, and, and you've heard this, I'm sure, a, a thousand times, when you see even on the screen here, when Lord is in all caps, it's the covenant name of God, Yahweh, the self-existing one, the promise keeper the King of kings, Lord of lords, the great I am. My trust is in who? The Lord. And I think it's understand the importance of who our trust is in. All right, so I have six students that are gonna come up here and help me for a second. All right, so you six that are, that are already prepared to come up here, come on up here real quick, okay? And I'm just gonna meet them down here, all right, so... I want you to, to, three of you in the line right here facing that way, three of you in the line facing this way, okay? Good, we good? We got one more coming. There he is, come on, Parker. We, we take Eagles fans here even, right? Oh, he gave me a dirty look on that one. Boo Eagles, right, Parker? <laughs> All right, stand right there, Parker. Right there, right there next to Kaylin. Okay, now what I want you to do is to lock arms, all right? Reach across, lock arms, okay? Now, we're gonna do a trust fall, okay? Scoot this way a little bit. We're gonna center on the camera. How you doing? All right, so 
I'm going to turn around backwards. I do have to say this. Kaylin here, she's an encourager. I asked her, do you think that you, think that you could catch me? And she said, as long as you don't weigh as much as a hippo. And she said it in the form of a question, like maybe she thought I did. I was like, I guess it depends on the size of the hippo. Thank you, Kaylin. All right. You guys ready? No. I asked, well, I didn't ask Parker because I didn't see him before, but I asked each of you if you thought you could, and you were pretty confident. Ready? You didn't know? No. Do you guys think they can catch me? No. Okay. Can you guys, can you count to three? All right, we're going to ask you to count three, two, one, fall. Can you guys do it? No. You guys can't move. Lock hands. There's no way you can catch me if you're not. No. Oh, it's a boy-girl thing, isn't it? Savannah, switch with Josh. All right, there we go. Are we ready? There's, look at that. There's no way you're catching me like that. I can, okay. You guys are, this is crazy. All right. On, you guys ready? Three. All right, let's take a vote. Should I do it or not? You guys think I, I can do it? Do you think you can catch me? Or you just think I'm going to fall? All right, I've lost all faith in you, but I do have a gift for you. Can I give you each one of these? All right, there you go. There you go. Can we give them a hand for their... Oh, Parker got two. Okay. You guys didn't have any confidence in them, did you? All right, I've got six more people prepared to come up here. All right, so you, you guys come up here. We'll see. You'll notice I picked mostly people that we pay. <clears throat> we got missionaries, we got staff. I told, uh, I, Carlos said, well, I hope I don't drop you. And I said, if you do, you'll hear the words of Trump, you're fired. So, <clears throat> now do you guys think they can catch me? Wow, they got faith in you. All righty, can you count me down? Three, two, one. <laughs> oh, yes. I about punched you. All right, wait. Yeah, I don't have a gift card for you guys. Sorry. Hey, if you see me after church, I'll give you a book and autograph it for you, though, if you would like. Okay, look at the statement on the screen. It's not the strength of your faith, but the object of your faith that actually saves you. Right? That's when Jesus said, if you have the faith as small as a what? You could move mountains. It's not me moving the mountains. It's not the size of my faith that matters. It's the size of my God that matters. Is God worthy of your trust, yes or no? Do you live like it every day? Got real mumbly there. The Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Lord will never leave you or forsake you. The Lord is faithful. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. God cannot lie. 
God is trustworthy. It wouldn't have mattered how great my faith was, but we all know what the results would have been if I would have taken the plunge with the young students up here, right? It would not have ended well for me, would it? It may have ended in a trip to the ER. There may have been much laughter, but it would have not ended well. Trust in the Lord. He's worthy of your trust. It's not the size of my faith that matters. It's the size of my God that matters. So let's walk through these statements. And I have to be honest with you. This may be, may sound a little braggy at first, but this may be the greatest outline that I've ever preached. Okay? Did that sound proudful a little bit? <clears throat> I figured it would. Where, what are we at? Walk in humility, verse 7. Okay, so let me explain myself. So a few, a month, a month or so ago, I, as is usual, we meet on the second Tuesday of the month with all of our board, our deacons, our trustees, and our treasurers. And I shared with them Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. This is going to be our theme for the new year. And then I woke up early the next morning, which is normal habit for me, and I have an email from one of our board members, and it's titled, FYI, Take it or leave it is basically what it said. And then they had this outline of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So William Macklemore back there. William, you want to wave at us? He doesn't want to. He's like this. William is one of our deacons, faithfully serves at the church. He displays radical gender. I mean, everything. He's a teacher, one of our connect groups. And he sent me this email, and he was, like, really humble about it, like, he got up in the middle of the night, couldn't sleep, and he said, I just couldn't stop thinking about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and this is all in the email, so I sent you this outline, you know, whatever, do whatever you want with it or do nothing with it was basically the gist of the email. So then I emailed back to him, you know, early in the morning and said, uh, file this under, can I use this on December 31st in church? And he said, sure. So it may be the greatest outline that I've ever preached because I didn't write it. Okay, trust in the Lord with all your heart. We're going to go phrase by phrase here quickly. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. What does that mean? It means that I'm going to trust in the Lordship of God. That I'm going to surrender every aspect of my life, right? He says, with all your heart, with all your being, with everything that you have, I'm going to trust God. And it's easy for us to, see, to say this morning, even to answer the question which we all yelled out, is God worthy of your trust? Yes, but does he get your trust? Hmm. Maybe in this area, but maybe not in this area. Trust him with everything. And it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that in verse 9 we get, as we think about all of these uh, steps of obedience, like walking in humility, walking in generosity, that verse number nine says that, what does it say? Honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of all your increased. And you've heard me say this a thousand times, that I believe the greatest barometer of your heart. Let's, let's rephrase that for the, the purpose of our message this morning, that I think the greatest barometer of whether you trust God or do not trust God is what you do with your money. And for you to, to yell out as we all did, yes, God is trustworthy. If you are not generous 
to the Lord through your church? Do you trust him? That's the response. Will I trust God, the lordship of God, that God is worthy, that God is capable? Will I trust the lordship of God? Will I have faith in him, right? Hebrews says without faith, it's impossible to what? To please God. I'm going to trust the lordship of God. All right, trust in the Lord with all your heart. I'm going to trust the lordship of God. Number two, the second phrase, lean not on your own understanding. I'm going to trust in the wisdom of God. I love that. What did, what did verse seven, what does it say? Don't be wise in your own eyes. Like we're not gonna lean in our own understanding. Isaiah in 55 says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. Does God know more than you, yes or no? Yes. Okay, remind yourself that, okay? I'll point my finger at myself. What does James 1, 5 say? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all a little bit. Is that what it says? What does it say? Liberally. Ask. Stop leaning in your own understanding. Trust the wisdom of God. Number three, the third phrase here. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And how do we phrase this? That would be to say, trust in the sovereignty of God. Trust in the sovereignty of God. Do you believe God is good? Do you believe God is in control? That's the sovereignty of God, right? That I'm going to trust that God has a plan for my life. I'm going to trust, as it says at the end, that he will direct your paths. Proverbs 16, verse 3 says, Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established Verse number nine, Proverbs 16 says, a man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Are you willing to say, God, it's not my plan, it's your plan, and I'm all in. I surrender. I give you everything. I'm trusting you with all aspects of my life. I'm trusting you with my kids. I'm trusting you with my finances. I'm trusting you with this stupid car. I'm trusting you with my career. I'm trusting with, you can fill in the blanks. God will direct my paths. Jeremiah 17, verses 5 through 8 says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. That's a pretty bold statement, isn't it? He's not mixing words. He says, verse 6, For he shall be like a shrub in the desert. He shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in the salt land which is not inhabited. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the fear of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Do you see what Jeremiah is saying? That when we trust in God, on the other side of trust is the blessings and provision of God. And we're missing out on what God wants to do for us in our life and the plan and the purpose and even the blessing that God has in store for you because we lack trust. My plan is better than your plan. You ever thought about that? Anyone been, you don't have to raise your hand, all right? It's not time to nudge anybody, don't raise your hand. But, but you ever been bold enough to say, God, my plan's better than your plan? 
Anybody ever thought it? I have. I'm just not bold enough to say it. Psalm 34, verses 3 through 7, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on, I love this word, feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness at the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest. We could spend a lot of time on that word. Rest in the Lord. The peace of God. The hope of God. The love of God. The rest God provides is on the other side of trust. When I trust the Lord, his sovereignty, his wisdom, his lordship, rest, wait patiently on him. Do not fret. Any worriers in here? Anyone with anxiety? Do not fret. Peace, joy, love, hope, patience, kindness, these are on the other side of trust. God, I surrender everything. Last statement. He shall direct your paths. Trust in the providence of God. God is working even when I don't see him. You ever experienced that? God is working even when I don't see him. How many of you are like me that the truth is God has spared you from much hurt or suffering in your life. Like that's just, I, I just, the Lord has blessed me like that. I, I haven't suffered much. Uh, God has just blessed me. Um, I don't have a lot of, you know, hurts. Anybody else like that? All right, you can put your hand down. That's, that's a minority of us in the room. The majority of us in the room, the majority of you in the room Wow, you've walked through some dark days. You walked through some, some hurt. As we were, as Macy was singing that song this morning, there's things that I know about people in this room, and it just it just made me really made me weep because it's your testimony when you've walked through the valley of the shadow of death. And I've seen your faith, I've seen his faithfulness. I see people who sing on the stage and I know their stories and I think it's not just words they're singing. They've experienced the depth of how trustworthy God truly is. So for those of you who have, who have suffered much, those of you who have deep hurts, you continue to walk in the door and you continue to lift up your hand and praise the Lord, I just want to say thank you. You're an encouragement to the rest of us. Acknowledge him in all your ways, the sovereignty of God. Here's, let me give you two verses. You've, if you've been in church, you, you should know these, but if not, mark them down. Put notes on your phone. Go to the Version Bible app or take a, a, a picture of the screen. These are both an Old Testament and New Testament verse that speak to the sovereignty of God. As Joseph was standing before his brothers after his father had passed away, verse 19, Genesis chapter 50, Joseph said to them, 
Do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. That's a great statement. God has me where he has me. God has me here right now for this time, for this season. It's kind of what Paul was saying. I've learned to be content in whatever state I am. God is sovereign. God is in control. And although maybe I don't like my circumstances, although the circumstances that brought me to this point may be painful, Joseph is saying, I'm right where God wants me to be. God has placed me here. Verse number 20, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for, what's the word? In order to bring it about as this day to save many people. What we're going through today, we have no idea what tomorrow God is going to use. It's always going to be for his glory and somehow, some way, at some point, for my good. Romans eight twenty eight the New Testament version of this. And we know all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Remember, I think every time I've preached this or every time I've heard someone preach this, they always say, remember, it doesn't say everything in life is good. That's not what this verse is saying. But we know God works all things for good. Do you trust him? Trust in his lordship, trust in his wisdom, trust in his sovereignty, trust in his providence. Three questions, and we'll close. They're the three questions on the back of this book. Really, these three questions were birthed out of our series in Lamentations, maybe even before that in Esther, I can't remember. The first question, do you believe God is good? All right, you weren't ready for that. It's okay. Do you believe God is good? Yes. Do you believe God is in control? Yes. And, and then the faith question. Will you trust him until he proves it? Or even if he doesn't? Is God worthy of your trust? Yes. Will you trust him? Yesterday morning, um, as is normal, we, we come up here and, and pray on Saturday. I'm usually sitting right there where Brian Oakley's sitting on that front row of the stadium every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m., and I get to just sit alone and pray. Sometimes a few of the guys come in here early, and, and we get to pray together. And one of the really cool things is almost every Saturday now, uh, my dad is here at 7 o'clock, and we get to come down here and pray together. It's pretty awesome. But, but and, and typically, my wife will show up about an hour and a half after I've been here uh, because I want her to be able to sleep, right? But we sit in the same spot over there. And yesterday, we were, were sitting right there. And we just started talking about the faithfulness of God. In one, in one specific area, I said, uh, Joy, how much, how much money did we give this year? Because she... Is faithful to take care of that for us. She's like, I don't know. And I said, a number, did we give this much? Because I've been tracking it. I, I was hoping we would reach it. I said, I don't know. So I pulled my phone out, and I went to, you know, my Hallmark, and I looked it up, and, and we had just barely hit that mark, gone over that mark. And I said, you know, in the last seven years, 
God challenged us seven years ago that we would increase our giving every year. And I look back on that seven years and and we sat there and said, hasn't God been faithful? Like, he's trustworthy. And on the other side of obedience is blessing. And so... It's not just a theme for the year, right? We gotta come up with a word. What if, what if you and your family live that out? I'm gonna trust God every single day. God, help me to trust you with all my heart. Help me to lean in your wisdom. Not in my understanding. God, give me the ability today to acknowledge you in all ways. God, I know that you will direct my paths. Do you trust God as good? Do you trust God as in control? And will you trust him until he proves it? Would you close your eyes for a moment? And I want you just to to think about it for a moment. What areas of your life are you lacking trust? We we all have a next step, right? We all there's there's gonna be each of us, if we let God direct us and speak into us, each of us are gonna have a next step. Right? There's this one area in my life. And yesterday as, as Joy and I sat there, we prayed about the one area in our life right now that we are struggling in trusting God. And, and I would bet there's something like that for you right now. It may be small, it may be big. And I'm gonna ask you when we stand in a moment that you would just give that, that worry, that lack of trust to God. Say, God, help me in this year to every day. Trust you.